Welcome everyone to the Hilliard Beacon Audio Companion. 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 We'll just edit that out. Welcome everyone to the Hilliard Beacon Audio Companion, edition number 18, 19. Who's counting? It'll be in there somewhere. Hold on, I saved it. 19. Excellent. Wonderful job, Tim. 19. 19. Hey, 19. Oh, Hardcastle. Your organization holds up. Paul Hardcastle, what? Oh, man. <laughs> Guys. It's a song called 19 by Paul Hardcastle. Oh, we and are. It's about the average age of the Vietnam soldier being 19 years old. Ugh. Look it up. Ouch. Well, we that, are that off. That is the wealth and the depth of my musical knowledge. All right. The good. song made the top 20 in 1985. We're off and rolling. <laughs> uh, Kevin has gotten us to... The pop hits of 1985 uh, about uh, the atrocities of 1968, and uh, we've we've got our opening here, guys. Thank you very much for joining us. It is, uh, as we said before, the Hilliard Beacon Audio Companion. I am Jordan Smith, and I am joined as usual by my friends Tim Hoffman. Here I am, and Kevin Corvo. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. And good evening, and good night, and there, good luck. Wherever you are, good luck to you. <laughs> yeah, boy, we'll, we'll take it. We'll take whatever we can get. Seeing some interesting uh, things in the world news, in the national news, uh, in the state and news, and we are the local news. So thank you for joining us today. Mm. Here we are doing our thing, uh, right here in beautiful Hilliard, Ohio. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks since... Uh, we've all been able to convene together. Tim, you took a little vacation. Why don't you update friends and uh, family of the podcast how you feel about that time away from town? I had a great time with my family. We went to, if you put your hands up and pretend they're the Finger Lakes of upstate New York, we were at the left pinky of the Finger Lakes. Way out there? It was the closest lake to us. Oh, I get it. Shortest drive, closest Finger For- Lake. For uh, for for my little family, everybody else was coming from the east. What was the uh, what was the length of time in the car on this one, buddy? One way, uh, about six hours. Six hours, not bad. You no, can do that no. standing on your head. No, it was what's not. the average Jersey run? Nine, nine. Okay, that's nothing. So this was pretty easy. The way back, we had a two-hour detour to Niagara Falls. Ah, uh, yes, <laughs> the uh, the. <laughs> 100% humidity Niagara Falls. Why it was <laughs> pouring rain the whole time so we didn't we only got out of the car to go eat Indian food which is plentiful and delicious in Niagara Falls, New York. Made of the mist uh, was not necessary. You simply exited the van. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got we got well misted. Ate some uh, biryani and a shish kebab and it was like, "All right, let's get out." Let's proceeded go. Let's proceeded go to Mosey. <laughs> nice. Uh, thanks for that update. Kevin, did you do anything fun over the last couple of weeks you want to bring the people up to date on? No, I suppose I haven't. I just uh, keep in track of Dominic and um, spending the summer with him. We focusing on soon. yeah, focusing on these final weeks, Jackson has been uh, wrapping up tennis practice, uh, and he is now in that last uh, desperate grab. <laughs> <laughs> of all available free time being channeled to personal interests. Mm-hmm. Uh, children, enjoy it while you can. <laughs> uh, but let's move on to business at hand. Uh, we had a very, very, very highly viewed article uh, on our Hilliard Beacon substack regarding the cancellation of Old Hilliard Fest. 
and uh, it was read uh, 3,000 times, or at the very least looked at 3,000 times, and over uh, 70% of the people that we sent it to opened it, and I think most notably, it generated uh, 50-plus new subscriptions uh, to the Substack. So I think mission accomplished there. We hit the target as far as what was the community most interested in at that moment, and I think we put the right story in front of them uh, via our process here uh, to give them the information they were looking for. So that brings me to my first point about that story, not necessarily any of the detail in the story itself. I think it speaks for itself. It was supremely sourced and had multiple quotes from all interested parties, or for the most part, the interested parties. And uh, that's what the comment section is for on our site, for people to sound off on it from their point of view. Uh, so I'm not asking you to comment on that. And Robert Vance, who we know and who we've talked to, uh, in the past about coming on the podcast has offered to at some point in the future come on and give a, a long-form interview about not only his involvement with the community but also obviously uh, the events that led up to them uh, the Hilliard Civic Association uh, as a whole deciding to cancel the, the old Hilliard Fest this year uh, and he's offered to come on and talk about that at a point in the future but Kevin making a short story long as I just have what I wanted to ask you specifically about is how you feel uh, our model is holding up to current events obviously people were ahead of us telling folks that Mm -hmm. Old Hilliard Fest was going to be cancelled because they got that information Uh, but how do you feel our story holds up how do you feel our process holds up the model for community news, and, and I'll take this back to when I first started at Hilliard Northwest News, uh, weekly paper, uh, embedded in the Hilliard community. And especially if you keep a reporter there, and there were reporters before me, Francis Jacobs was the one that worked here for, I think, more than 10 years, uh, before S&P existed and bought Northwest News, that was a newspaper that, that was independently operated here. So I always viewed community journalism as a mission of bringing you a, a deeper, more evolved story. Uh, as, as you mentioned, uh, if the broadcast channels and Metro dailies choose to address a story at all, they're going to tell you first, or they'll have the news story out there first. Um, I was a little bit surprised that the TV networks and, and some other larger media um, did pick up on it. Uh, but I go talk to Roger Reynolds, um, and I suppose they could find Roger Reynolds too. But my mission always was to bring you things you didn't know beyond the fact that something happened. And so I go to Robert Vance, I go to Roger Reynolds, I go to Libby Girock. Um, and being a lifelong resident here, I understand the gravity and what it meant to cancel a, a festival that's been here for 40 years of that magnitude. Um, I don't think other media not embedded in that community can do that as well um, to to understand what that festival means to the community. Uh, So that was my approach for that story. And that's what we here at The Beacon are trying to uh, resurrect um, was what S&P did, what this week did. Um, until Gannett closed it. Um, and the same can be said uh, for all those communities. Uh, if, if Reynoldsburg canceled the Tomato Festival, 
there should be a reporter in that community reporting that story. And if that happened, it, of course, the TV news would report on it. But there was a Reynoldsburg this week. There was a paper in Reynoldsburg. And that community is missing that sort of news. Mm. Um, and that's what we're trying to do here at the Beacon. And uh, one of my former uh, editors at Suburban News has started, the, uh, started a paper in, in Worthington and Clintonville. And it's the same model. Uh, so uh, we want to find out if there's enough support I hope to uh, to keep that going, uh, be it on the festival or what city council, what the board of education does. Uh, that's what, what we want to re- what, what we want to report. I think the word, in a word, it might be continuity. I think there's a continuity mm-hmm. to community reporting that isn't there when you get a story from a network news station, say that's posting on the internet, and they happen to pick it up, run a story that says this happened. Uh, but if a person is only taking in news from those type of sources, they're only getting that initial hit. Hmm. The opportunity to know all those people, as you mentioned, Kevin, and to know more and more people in the community as we get uh, more and more out there as the beacon, uh, is one of those things where you create this network of information that's always feeding back and connecting again and again and again. So that ability to touch those stories on a recurring basis, talk a little bit about that in community news and community reporting so that you develop that understanding and the ability to call back to previous previous events so you create a meaningful timeline for people. Continuity is a good word for it, uh, Jordan. Uh, When a reporter is in the same community for that length of time, uh, you do understand the history of things. Uh, I use the example of the history of the Old Hilliard Day and the festival. But it, the same things at play at City Council. So when an issue comes up and there's discussion and maybe disagreement among City Council members, among the City Council administration, sometimes it comes out of the blue, but oftentimes it's a build-up from things that had happened previously. And it certainly helps uh, when a reporter covering that community is going to all the city council meetings over the course of years, you'll understand much better what's being said and more importantly maybe what's not being said, how it's being said, Um, undercurrents, um, all that comes into play. Uh, A reporter might, a broadcast reporter or a a reporter might be sent to go cover something because they've been told something's important going to happen, you need to go cover this. And they'll cover it, but they're but they don't. That reporter might not have the understanding of what led up to the event. Something happens at city council. There's there's a discussion. There's a there's no, no. an event. I have Something I have leads up to it. Yeah, I have the suggestion. I have a bit of an idea. Tim, talk a little bit about this if you can. And you've described this to me. Insight provides value Mm -hmm. the ability to see beyond the surface the ability to report beyond the surface meaningful information based on your insight your understanding and your shared understanding to the people that are reading this material and i like to tell people all the time i said you want to join the you know community of most well-informed people in hilliard about hilliard subscribe to this substack sure and that is my pocket like you need to get on this. Subscribe for free today. 
Because if you want to be the most informed, you have to go to the most informed. And I have to say that as far as insight and ability to get to the people who can provide meaningful insight Mm -hmm. into the ongoing information, into the ongoing news stories, that in other publications are just a hit and gone until the next hit and gone, uh, you have us. And I think that's where we've, we've proven the value of this kind of model, at least uh, in servicing that kind of uh, need. Now, is that need and drive to support that need sufficient to support the enterprise? We're finding out and we'll continue to find out. Absolutely. Yeah. I think you talk about continuity and that's a good way to think about it because it is ongoing coverage. I think, you know, in a way that uh, a large city newspaper who has to cover the whole city may dip in and dip out when something exciting happens. They're not providing the background information, the ongoing uh, evolution of what is happening in the town. What we're able to do here is a, is, and I've said it before, but it's a contextualization. Mm. Focused. Focused contextualization, well, yeah, for like, sure. Well, it's like, all right, Old Hilliard Fest got canceled. How is that related to the other things we've been talking about? Because it is. Right, right. And uh, it's up to us to, uh, we're the ones that are digging through. Our, what is happening? Why is this going on? We're the ones that are talking to the people that uh, are, are making the decisions. We know Robert Vance at the Civic Association. We, you know, Kevin, you're acquainted with uh, Michelle Crandall. I uh, met her once. We we are familiar with the people on city council and the kinds of things that they uh, hold important individually and the ways they interact together. So those kinds of things, when you're paying attention for a long time, though that is the background that we bring. So there's the continuity, but we also c- can kind of understand... Uh, well, what things mean and what is at stake when things happen in a ways that a, a dip in dip out uh, reporter assigned to this beat from uh, from downtown is not going to be able to or do Indianapolis or maybe. Indianapolis or whatever <laughs> yes I agree uh, wholeheartedly I think uh, it's it's a meaningful distinction that we're getting uh, to different stories that are showing people how they can connect meaningfully like this was upsetting to a lot of folks okay uh we also provided the context for them to reach out directly to the hilliard civic association and get involved directly because as you suggested there are a lot of factors that went into the cancellation certainly one of them could have been volunteer involvement and you know suffusing organization with uh, meaningful energy from the outside maybe now they've got a uh, a new group of people that have joined in and saying, oh, now I recognize the need. Mm. Uh, you know, as opposed to, there I did it, doggone it, right into the swear jar. Uh, yeah. As opposed to those places that just report on the loss, mm. we're informing the need and the desire for change and evolution. So, providing people meaningful avenues to get involved in our community, I think that's critical as well. So, uh, we'll continue to evolve our version of the Hilliard Beacon, and hopefully uh, you'll provide uh, meaningful support to that 
uh, subscribers and Hilliard people and, and Kevin. I'll add one more thing. Please, uh, you, please. Uh, you mentioned uh, larger media sometimes will come in and report on something that's significant that they know, that both the readers want to know, but also it probably serves their their readership numbers to pick these particular stories. Um, I have found um, in my career that the sources I have here in Hilliard um, and other communities I covered uh, shared with me that they appreciated the community news model that we are there to cover everything, not just the exciting be. things or salacious things, perhaps. Um, you know, I found that sometimes, particularly in law enforcement. As a community reporter, if I'm covering something like National Night Out, if I'm covering uh, department promotions, uh, public relation outreaches that they have, I'm covering all those things. I have, I have found that my sources um, across the board, but I'm using law enforcement as an example, uh, were a little more willing to uh, talk to me when it came time to do a story on something that wasn't as pleasant. Mm. And they had often said that some types of media only swoop in when it's something, that, uh, a high crime, something salacious, uh, beat a crime, and a story or, or that's going to be internal a, problems within an agency. Sure. A story uh, that's a black eye as opposed to straight reporting that just that's tells good, the story. That's a good word for it. I mean, these agencies, any agency, mind you, uh, understands that if a black eye happens, that they've got to answer for it. They have often said that they what bothers them is not that it's being reported, it's being that some media choose only to report that and not what else this entity has done. And as a community reporter embedded in Hilliard or any other community I covered as well, um, I was covering everything. And, and on, not often, but more than once, I was told that that was appreciated. Sure. I think integrity goes a long way. And integrity <coughs> is... Uh, created over time and <clears throat> burnished over time in the public, in public view. And you've uh, pursued your career in the public view. And I think the the fact that public agencies, not just police, but city council, uh, city administrations, and emergency services, everyone uh, that has positions there understands our role and understands your role and understands uh, the the integrity you bring to pursuing that. So I think that's that's important for us to continue uh, upgrading in the form of our choice, our story choice. Like you say, to pursue the full range of story, good, bad, in between, everything that kind of happens along a uh, utility perspective, understanding city council. Sometimes it doesn't seem like the sexiest beat. Uh, but it is important to understand that, again, continuity uh, to how decisions get made and modified over time and builds a overall governance that it shapes the city and shapes the city for decades in the at a time in the form of things like comprehensive plans that Tim and I are just kind of launching into ourselves, our coverage of. So uh, as we go forward in this endeavor, I think uh, the types of coverage we choose to forward and continue and the integrity you pursue that coverage under, I think, is is all to the good. I think that we uh, have started from best intentions and will pursue our goals through our best intentions. Uh, and in journalism, it's largely right there on the page. So it can be judged and evaluated 
and uh, your years of experience have proven very durable in what we've put up. When it's come time to modify things, it's always just change this or that based on uh, being more accurate in phrasing and things of that nature. Uh, I can't I can't recall off the top of my head the last time I've ever even asked you about a, a line, really, uh, outside of that one uh, city council was it this or that. And I think, I said, I'm pretty sure he's been this the whole time as opposed to that. <laughs> you said, that's right, Jordan, make, sure, make that change. But uh, other than figuring those details out, uh, we just want you to know out there that we're going to continue to pursue this uh, to the best of our ability and help Kevin uh, pursue this to the best of his ability, which is uh, proving pretty dang good. Thank you. And we encourage people and listeners, of course, to bring ideas to our attention. I mean, that happened when I was at this week. I mean, what city council and what the school board does, I can go watch and witness that. Um, a story we had recently was on the sundown of the Sharon Huseman scholarship. Beth Basil called me about that. Right, right. Um, so there's an example of a story we put out there that yeah. was that was brought um, to me. And it's also an example of what we are working to find out uh, if these are the kind of stories that the listeners and the readers in Hilliard want to have. Right. I, I'm not going to presume to speak for large media corporations, but the closure of this week by the parent company probably had something to do with their view of how valued that model was mm. in the community. Mm. And I'm thinking, all right, will people miss it? How, how much will people miss this week? That's what we want to try to find out. Um, yeah. And there's still, well, it's been six months now, and there's still some people, oh, that doesn't that they stop publishing that? Yeah. <laughs> and um, here's and that's when so, we hand them the card and we yeah, say, yeah. here's where you want to go. Here's where you want to go for sure. So I I believe uh, yeah it's always good to have new customers, <laughs> especially uh, close and geographically uh, accessible. So we'll continue to take those new converts that are just finding out that they need better news, uh, and we're the place to get it. Certainly, Tim, lo the certainly local news and things that happen in Hilliard and and a deeper understanding of why those things uh, happen in Hilliard. Tim, the address that people can send uh, queries to the Beacon at. Uh, uh, Hilliard Beacon at Substack.com. Right. Right. Yep. That rings correct in my ear. We'll put it in the uh, episode description if you want to do that. Uh, great. So moving right along, we have uh, some interesting Hilliard events this evening. It is Thursday, uh, mm -hmm. August 3rd, 2023. So that means it is destination at the station uh, night. And we have trailer park ninjas and uh the reaganomics story subject the reaganomics they will not do 19 they will do take <laughs> on me but i'm pretty sure that 19 is not does the guy hit the, does the guy hit the falsetto <laughs> <laughs> yeah he does he does i said the guy i didn't ask <laughs> for the falsetto You've been warned You're multiple times. You're welcome. All I'm right. also told they will not do Perfect Way by Scruddy Politti. I asked for it. And <laughs> they, they, while they gave me kudos for knowing that a band called Scruddy Politti did a song called Perfect Way, which has a wonderful keyboard uh, part to it. Um, I am going to guarantee you we will be listening to it on the house sound as soon as we get done here. Moving along. We'll be doing that one either. <clears throat> moving along from uh, Destination at the Station, brief mention. Uh, also want to mention uh, the impending reopening right of Rickhouse 41 which is a component of Legacy Smokehouse 
which has a long and winding legacy <laughs> of its own. And uh, I, I don't want to say a tortured path, but it has been a path that has required uh, multiple resets. And these folks are determined. And they're back open now at Legacy Thursday through Sunday, I believe, in the okay. evenings. And they're reopening Rickhouse 41 soon, mm-hmm. which is the upstairs bourbon bar. They've brought on Andy Warnock as a collaborator here locally, and uh, I think that's added some fuel to the gas tank, and uh, the the excitement is up. So, what do you guys think about uh, Legacy Smokehouse? What are we talking about these guys today? We want to get the ownership in here to talk about it themselves, but I think ultimately we mentioned, uh, <laughs> I went to their press page, mm-hmm. and the stories pointed to uh, community news pieces that were now dead links. Yeah. On uh, some of my stories are gone, gone forever. Uh, yeah. If I didn't keep the print version, um, I do have print clips of things going back to the 1990s. But some of those stories, some of the more recent stories that the links are gone for, I don't have a print version for either because we actually weren't getting print copies sent to the office anymore uh, because they, when they printed them in Indianapolis uh, they, they, didn't all, they didn't always come to the office um, and then I didn't even go in the office anymore uh, post-COVID um, and they've sold, they sold my office at Crosswoods that's not even there anymore and you probably read the dispatch sold their building on 62 East Broad Street yes Center for Christian Virtue oh, yes so I don't have print versions of uh, a lot of things anymore but one of the last things I wrote for this week was was uh, where Legacy stood in getting reopened. Um, and you'll have to fill me in, Jordan, because I have not looked at their website, and I don't know where it stands other than it's later than they had hoped for. But such is the nature with most construction and, and, and uh, repair work these days. It often isn't done uh, on the preferred timeline. Yes. That is the case. Uh, it seems like everything's, these guys are open. They say Thursday through Sunday. Their website says Thursday through Sunday. I've been up there. Uh, it looks like they're ready to roll. Um, we should have, I think, uh, Chad Smock, right? That's the principal owner's name. Because the. He's one of the guys. Right. Is he. They've been in the shop before. They're customers of ours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've come really, into the donut shop. Great people. Really We've had nice people. Fundraiser stuff for them dating back to the unfortunate passing of their daughter Marissa, which is why the upstairs is uh, Rick House Forty One. That was her number. Um, and her uniform number in uh, lacrosse. Lacrosse uniform number when she played. Uh, Where did she play? She played college. Right. John Carroll, it says here. Okay. This was your, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, 2014 Davidson graduate. And, uh, yeah, the previous story. Yeah, it's funny because I was just telling you before, the only stuff that survived, seemingly, of yours that was through the This Week or the Community News Pipeline is the stuff that got upcycled into the dispatch. Mm-hmm. So we can still access those dispatch articles, and it's got these chains of the legacy stories but if they connect not back to the dispatch story but to the original story they just go to dead page dead page 
dead page. So, again, folks, another reason to support the Hilliard Beacon. <laughs> let's quit talking about dead links and start talking about brisket. Yes. <laughs> let's get a, let's get some. You know what we should do? Go there, was there a, right now and eat brisket. There was a great podcast <laughs> that I listened to way back in the beginning I, of podcast the brisket. <clears throat> uh, uh, generation. It was Doug Benson mm-hmm. show, and he was lazy. So what he did was he had these food trucks come outside his studio, and they would prepare food for him, three or four courses, and he would interview them and talk to them and hype up their stuff and mention them. And It just occurs to me that we're hyping up Legacy Smokehouse and we're not eating Legacy Smokehouse right now. Guys, we fumbled the bag. We fumbled the bag. All right. For next time. All right. Is it time? I think it's that time. Yeah. All right, let's go get some food. (laughs) (laughs) It's time. Thank you, everyone, for uh, subscribing to the Hilliard Beacon. Uh, Please do join us at the paid subscription level. It helps uh, keep Kevin writing those news stories that you absolutely need to have uh, to know the most you can about your community and how you can best get involved. Uh, That'll that'll be important coverage, by the way. Uh, Yeah. I... We'll wait and see, but I would imagine if you want to know the Board of Education, as much as you want to know about the Board of Education, City Council, Norwich Township trustees, uh, look for those full profiles, and uh, you'll probably get most detailed information from uh, from what we put together. Get out and vote August 8th. It is a big one. You need to do it. Thank you very much for your kind attention. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.